Yo, Stoochcast, protector of the ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's up? I'm just watching this Sunday night football game. The Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Whooping the uh, Giants, I guess, right now. And Brandon Marshall is on one of my fantasy teams. And Eli Manning is not throwing him the ball or something's off. Or Brandon Marshall's hurt or being a baby and whining like a little bitch. And, you know, I need him to make some fucking plays. But, you know, so I can beat, uh, I don't know. So I could beat a friend. of I got to look this up. I forget the team name. It's how fucking dumb I am. I don't even, like, prepare for this podcast. But I'm getting my ass kicked against, uh, you know. Jesus Christ, I don't even know the name of that one either. Like, ah, this is getting off to a bad start already. Hold on, hold on. Let me see this load. Let me see this load. My fantasy team. I'm in two fantasy leagues. And I barely pay attention. Just go ask the people in the leagues. I barely pay attention or know what's going on. Um, but I'm winning barely in one league. But I'm getting my ass handed to me in another. It's pretty much over. I have like no chance of winning. Although, unless Drew Brees goes and just has, like, the game of his life tomorrow. Um, fantasy football. Jesus Christ. My computer is so fucking slow. Probably because... And it's not porn, alright? It's not porn. It's not that, alright? I look up porn on my iPhone, alright? It's 2017. Get real. Okay? You know, no one looks up porn on their desktop anymore, alright? Unless you're, like, 60. Nah, if you're 60, you're probably still, like... You're probably still buying the Playboy magazines, but they, they don't. I thought Playboy ditched it, but you know what I mean. You're still going to like the adult stores when you're 60, you know, because that's just the way you like it. You know, it's the way you like it. You like going into those adult stores, looking like the slimy, gross fuck that you are, and seeing those other slimy, gross, perverted people. Actually, a lot of them are probably just all right. You know, they just, you know, they just like to beat their meat or rub their clit or I don't know, just do whatever, do whatever that is. But. How did how did we end up here already? Oh yeah, because this is all trying to load here. Uh, fantasy football. Fuck. Uh, there's too much like shit. No no no, I picked the wrong one. God damn it. Okay, fantasy football. Yeah, I'm up against trust the process, and I'm currently winning. Ninety five to ninety two points. I was picked. I was picked as the underdog here, but now I got a 64% chance of winning. 64% chance. It's all percentages. But dude, Brandon Marshall has been doing shit, dude. He's projected to get. He was projected to get 13 points tonight. Now his projection's down to like three. I need him to get like a catch. I need him to get like a touchdown or something like that. And then my only hope is that Drew Brees goes out Monday night against Minnesota and he just gunslings it for like 400 yards and like three touchdowns, which which Drew Brees could totally do. He's totally capable of doing that, but he's like another year older. You know, does he have it in him? That's the real question. So that's in this league, and then I'm in this other league, you know, where I just got my ass handed to me by uh, the legends, by Jumpin' Joe's. Jumpin' Joe's legends just fucking ripped a new one on me. And, uh, yeah, that, that league, that game's over. I'm losing... I'm losing 157 to 50. I only got 58 points, but that's because most of my dudes don't play. Like, I got Drew Brees, uh, the tree man, Adrian Peterson, 
uh, Adam Thaleen, and uh, yeah, Broncos D, shit, I, here's what's, ah, uh, I need the Broncos D to do bad in the other league that I'm in tomorrow, but in this league where I'm getting my ass kicked, well, you know, I gotta take the L on this one, I need the Broncos to play, Broncos defense to just suck, be old, and to just suck, alright, this podcast has gone on to a terrific start. Um, yo, how about them Stillers? Big win. Opening week, 21-18. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Bop, bop, bop. No. Shouldn't have said that. I probably jinxed it already. But, yo, when I saw that blocked punt for a touchdown, that was the most, like, Cleveland. Oh, dude, it's 4th and 12 in this game right now. 4th and 12. Get it? 4-12? Oh, and they punted it. The Giants are punting. And Brandon Marshall's not on the field. And it's a touchback. But anyway, yeah, the Steelers, yeah. When the Steelers went and they blocked that punt, Anthony Chiquillo was all over that play. Someone blocked it. Someone was all over that play. And I was just laughing. I was euphoric. I was like, that is the most uh, Cleveland Browns way of starting season. But, like, right after that, dude, the Browns, like, they didn't, like, just roll over. They played a good game. Um, the rookie was terrific. Go look up this this uh, uh gotta get the name right. Deshaun Kaiser. The guy they should call him the Kaiser. You know? Like the German Emperor. The Kaiser is coming. Yeah, but dude, he played a good game. He had a good arm. He was gunslinging it down the field. He made good throws. That man got sacked like seven times. He got sacked seven times and then he just got back up and just kept going he didn't seem like rattled he's like yeah my offensive line sucks but i'm just gonna keep giving it a shot like that man did not care he threw a touchdown threw a pick then ran for another touchdown uh, he was 20 for 30 to, you know that dude was good like the browns might actually have a good quarterback i don't know i was kind of surprised that he did as well as he did even getting like sacked so many times and i'm happy though that the steelers are sacking again you know because like remember back a few years ago when the Steelers weren't getting sacks, it was it was depressing. It was like one of the most depressing things ever. This was probably like two, three years ago. There was, there was like a good two to three year period when the Steelers weren't getting sacks, but they got sacks again last year. They're getting sacks again. TJ Watt, dude, he, that man, that boy, that boy showed up to play. TJ Watt, seven tackles, six solo tackles, two sacks, a pick, and a pass defense. That's as good as a game as you're going to get. Dude, I was watching like the nightly sports call at five o'clock. Pompiani was laying it down, talking to the Yinzers, calling in and bitching, bitching about the win. This dude called in. He goes, "Oh, oh yeah, um, I'm down by the river." And uh, T.J. Watt, yeah, I didn't think he did that good because uh, 97% of the time he was being blocked, and the other three percent, yeah, he had, you know, he had two sacks and a interception and all, but you know, yeah, it's like, dude. That's like a good, and then, and then um, Pompiani and Chris Hoke were like, dude, that's a great game either way. And then Chris Hoke was like, yeah, dude, if I could take that type of game that TJ Watt had for like 16 games, that's like 32 sacks, 16 picks, which is like never been done before. And that's like a stat line that would be great if you're a player that has played for four years, four years, 64 regular season games. So I don't know how you could criticize TJ Watt. I mean, yeah, he's still developing as a player, but dude, he gets sacks. He already, he's already done more, than, and like, including preseason and regular season, than Jarvis Jones ever did in like what three, four years with the Steelers. And then Shazier had some good hits. He was everywhere. 
Uh, Anthony Chiquillo. Is that how you say his name? Chiquillo. Chiquillo. Dude, he had two sacks. That's nice. Hayward had a sack. Joe Hayden, the new guy. Game ball, man. He got a sack. Ah, it was awesome. It was great. And AB, man. Dude, AB, AB made like three or four catches where you were just like, how the fuck did he caught that? Because, like, the one catch where he jumped up in the air, grabbed it, held onto it, then fumbled it at the end, but then caught it, that was an amazing catch. But, like, the ones in traffic where, where he'll catch them with one hand or he'll just do, like, a juke move and just be all over the field. Like, AB, man, I don't... Players of the game, you'd have to say, I mean... I don't know. I'm just kind of jumping all over the ball here. But players of the game, man, AB's definitely up there. Ben had a good game. Jesse James, TJ Watt. Those are definitely, like, you know, the MVPs there. But if I had to give it to anybody, it'd probably be... Eh, I mean, but like, you know, if Ben has a good... You know, Ben had a good game. But it's, like, AB, I guess. You'd have to say, dude. 11 catches, 184 yards. Just to, like, stretch the field. 182 yards might be... 11 catches, 182 yards. Yeah, just for AB just to be stretching the field as he does. And it just be making plays where at the beginning of the game, the Steelers were doing like the screen shit and just, you know, I don't know. They just weren't getting a put. You know, Ben needed like that security blanket. Security blanket. Well, he just needed his guy and he just gave it to AB and AB made plays, kept going down the field, caught the ball. Martavis Bryant dropped a few passes. Le'Veon Bell didn't really get started on anything. And to go to Le'Veon Bell, you know, that dude was talking, you know, that dude won $70 billion a year. Uh, yeah, today, you know, today should kind of uh, humble you a bit. I mean, he only had three catches for 15 yards, and he ran 10 times for 32 yards. So it's, you know, he had a 15-yard run towards the end of the game. But, I mean, you know, those are pretty uh, pedestrian numbers from Lev Bell. But... The, to be fair though, the O line didn't really get a good push. Every time like they did a ram play, that O line was being pushed back. They weren't really aggressive or physical. They did a good job protecting Ben on the O line. Ben only got sacked once, but the run run blocking wasn't very good. I think yeah, there was a little bit of rust all over the, all over the team as a whole. Martavis Bryant, you know, dropped a few. The play calling again, it was kind of suspicious at the beginning with all the screens. It just kind of seemed like. You know, they just kind of still kind of looked like they had all these weapons, but didn't know what to do with them. And then they kind of got their rhythm, and Ben was just kind of like, I don't know, just getting pissed a bit. Or how about that? How about when that Browns defender like just when Ben threw that pick, and he that dude just pushed Ben down, and then Ben went and just did like a fucking ankle lock, whatever, and like took that guy, and then took the lineman down. It's just like, jeez, I don't, I don't know, man. Ben should just be a comedian when he retires. Because everything fucking Ben does on the field is just hilarious. I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like that's our asshole out there, you know? Like all the faces he'll make and then just the play he'll do. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like it's, I don't know. It's just like comical. And Ezekiel Elliott caught this ball and he's going down the field. And I hate the Cowboys. And they're going to bet they're going to show Jerry Jones or some shit. I'm so, you know what? I missed the song. I missed the jingle these do. All right, Sunday night, where are you? You know, Carrie Underwood used to sing that. And now they changed to some different song that they said Carrie Underwood wrote or whatever. I mean, I don't know, it seems all right. Carrie Underwood's hot, but uh, I don't know. I heard she could be, you know, 
bit of a diva. That's what I hear, though. That's what I hear. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I, I miss the old jingle, you know? Sunday night anal on NBC. Al and Chris take a dick on TV. The radio's popping. Because the NFL's anal on NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so, any, I guess, whoop, oh, the fucking thing didn't load. I guess if you wanted to improve on the Steelers, they should have probably blew out the Browns a little bit more, but then again, it's the NFL, so it's like every game's competitive, unlike college football, which we'll get into that next, and that's the thing I hate about college football, is how so many games will just be non-competitive for a team. But staying on the Steelers, they should have probably blown out the Browns a little bit more, maybe like an extra touchdown, you know, just to kind of like put the put your foot on the neck of the team, Browns and kind of shut them down. But I mean, you know, they just looked a bit rusty. Guys like Bell, guys like Bryant, Cheech and Chong, you know, of course, you know, they're probably high before the game. And <laughs> but I gotta give it to AP, man. Every AP shows up to perform. He always performs. He wants his 10 catches. He wants to get 150 yards. He wants to be the guy. And he proves time and time again why he's the guy. He's the guy on that offense. More than, I think, Bell. More than Bryant. Because AB's there. And he performs. And he doesn't get suspended. And he's not a moron. Like, you know, those two were. And those two were rusty. Those two guys. Bell and Bryant were both rusty. And I gotta give all the credit in the world to AB. Gotta give credit to Jesse James, too. Two red zone touchdowns after they traded to get like a replacement, Vance McDonald. I think Vance had like a penalty and like dropped the pass or something like that. And then Jesse James got out there like, oh, got to save my job and that. And I don't know. The dude did it. He did it. Good on him. But Cleveland, uh, it, it just felt like a weird game because the Steelers were killing it in some areas and then they looked bad in others. Uh, the defense was good. I think they only allowed... What was it, like 250 yards or something? Yeah, I'll look it up. They allowed 237 yards from the Browns. Uh, we had only had 290. I guess the thing is, uh, the, for the Steelers, um, you'd like to establish the run a little bit more and uh, get some better ball distribution to other playmakers. But A.B., man, he took he picked up the slack. Everyone was slacker, you know. A.B. just, you know, he picked up on it. <laughs> he just balled out. I, you got to give him credit. Uh... What's next year? Oh, yeah, Penn State Pitt. Dude, I fucking hate Penn State. I fucking hate Penn State. I can't stand the pe- <laughs> I don't ha- Do I hate the people that go to Penn State? Well, you know, I know a few people that go to Penn State, and they're cool, but I hate, like, the culty, the culty Penn State people. Just, ugh. They're, they're like, just the worst. They're obsessed. Joe Pa, Joe Pa. Joe Paterno was just a coach who should have retired, like, 15 years ago, but didn't because he had a huge fucking ego because he was, like, a king over there in Happy Valley, and he wanted, you know, 409, 409, all that dumb shit. And he, he was just a piece of shit. And how can they say, like, that, you know, and their coach is arrogant, too, like Penn State. Everything about Penn State is just arrogance. It just reeks of arrogance and this self-importance and it's like the town isn't even that nice it's like this hick town in the middle of nowhere i've been there just you know for like a pit stop i went there to see kanye west i went there to see the great kanye west on his yeezus tour back in 2013 and like a fucking snowstorm with 
me and a couple of my buddies and my buddy's Honda Civic. All right. There was a huge snowstorm. It took us like four and a half hours to get up there. There was snow all over the mountains. We thought we were going to die. There was snow everywhere. No one was plowing the roads or anything like that. Then when we finally got up to Penn State near the Bryce Jordan Center, we got so, we had to literally push that Honda Civic into the Honda in, into the parking lot of that Bryce Jordan Center. And then we went in there, and you know there were some Penn State students. It was like half full with like Penn State students, but they were like. The type of people that only like, you know, Kanye from 2007, Good Life. They only like Good Life and Stronger. Like, that's what got the biggest pop from the audience. You know, they weren't real, like, true Kanye. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, fuck Penn State. <laughs> just, there was just nothing in that town. It was just snowed the fuck out. I don't know, it's just some college, like, I don't know, dude. I, I just kind of like being in a city. That's just me. Uh, but I just don't get all the hype about Penn State. Like, Penn State acts like they're the shit. Dude, the last time they won a national title was, like, 1986. All right? Penn State did get it ranked over Joe Paterno's tenure. But I think that was just more because of Joe Paterno's reputation as this, oh, legendary coach, Joe Paterno. He's been the coach for fucking ever. So, here, let's give him a top 15 ranking after they go against, you know. My dad was just telling me a story how Penn State would go against, like, three easy teams to start their seasons so they could start out 3-0. So that they would rank Penn State, you know, like, build up hype to rank Penn State. Like, oh, Penn State's 8th in the country, though. They're 3-0. Yeah, and they beat teams like fucking Akron, you know. They just beat shitty-ass fucking teams. But, you know, they won. Okay. Good, I guess. Um, You know, when they play Ohio State later this year and get killed, uh, you know, that'll be over. Who do they play? Yeah, Michigan's going to kill him. Ohio State's going to kill him. I bet Michigan State will kill him. You know, fuck it. Well, you know, we'll throw in a Nebraska. <laughs> we'll throw in a Nebraska in there. Ugh, I just, I hate Penn State. Now, Pitt, on the other hand, why can't they just, why can't, if Pitt could just recruit people from Western Pennsylvania to go play football for them, they'd be great. I remember back when I was like a sophomore or something in high school, there was this receiver, I think, that played for Central Valley. I think his name was I think his name was Robert Foster or something. Yeah, Robert Foster. Let me look this up. Is he even Oh Jesus. He got no Yeah. But he was great. He was a great um player from Monica PA. Yeah. I think he's a senior. Yeah. So he's a senior now, but I think he had an offer from Pitt, and he decided to go down to play in Alabama. And Alabama, like, dude, in his career, he has 23 catches, 228 yards, two touchdowns. I think Robert, I think this dude had an offer from Pitt, and he would have been the starter at Pitt. You know, I, that's just an example. Like Pitt, I think just struggles to recruit in their own. But if you just got Western PA, bits in Ohio, and and you know, West Virginia, whatever, you know, they would have a great team. I mean, they have like proven pro you know pro players that have made it and have been all pros you know you got like Dan Marino I mean of course Tony Dorsett you know those are like your legacy guys from like Pitt's glory days back in the 70s early 80s but then you also got guys like you know Larry Fitzgerald LaShawn McCoy Darrell Revis I mean these guys are all pros like these guys have been great players for you know at long periods of time. These guys are not one-hit wonders in the NFL. Larry Fitzgerald's a Hall of Famer. Sean McCoy's probably close to being a Hall of Famer. And Darrell Rivas is a Hall of Famer at this point. Because, like, from 2007 to, like, 20... What? 15? You could say, arguably, he was the best cornerback in the NFL. 
I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is with Pitt. I just wish they could be good. But, you know, sometimes dreams don't come true. You know, I don't think it's the location either because people go to fucking Michigan. People go to Ohio State. Those places get cold and shitty in the winter, you know? I mean, the SEC's incredible, but I think, you know, they're starting to, like, Ohio State is always good. But I guess that's just, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. Jeez, we got 20 minutes in this podcast talking shit. I, you know, I could just go on and on about football. On and on. In very poor taste about football. I couldn't even name you, like, the players that played in that college game. Couldn't even, like, really name you a guy. Like, who... I don't, like, who did Pitt even have? They just had some guy that was eight at quarterback. And then Penn State, I guess, has all these weapons, you know. But I know I couldn't really name them because I was working. And it's just, you know, it's I love that football's back, but it's it's just so hard for me to keep track of everything that's going on besides the Steelers. Like, I'm concerned about the Steelers, number one. And even then, I don't know anything about this. I don't know everything about the Steelers because I haven't played Madden in like forever. That's like that's like your go-to. That's how you know like what the fuck is going on. Who's good? Who sucks? Who plays for what now? Who's up and coming? You know, I I just don't know much anymore. I know I could probably tell you everything about Madden 07, but in Madden 2018, I I couldn't tell you to be honest. But yo, um, moving on, dude. How about these fucking hurricanes? It's insane. It's reaching like that Irma is just riding up. It's just grinding, you know, on the western Florida coast up near Tampa and that right now. But there's like that other one too, Jose. It's like right behind it. I'm going to look up. It's like not stopping, you know. It's like Harvey, then Irma, then oh my god, Jose. Jose, it's like no one knows where this motherfucker's going. They're saying it's going to turn, but like, it's, it's the, okay, so I think they're saying it's going to weaken, but it's like, you don't know. There's just like a hurricane just fucking floating around, you know, east of, you know, like the Bahamas right now, like, dude, within like five days, like, we don't know if this shit could hit Florida, we don't know if this shit could go all the way up to New York City, and God, dude, if it goes up to New York City, oh my, they'll be freaking the fuck out. Even worse than Florida. Because anything that involves New York or LA, man, it's like, Jesus Christ, the media in those places just freak the fuck out. Speaking of freaking the fuck out, like, what's with, like, why do these, like, you know, storm, these announcers, they always have to be right there reporting on the storm, telling everyone not to go outside when clearly, you know, the reporters you know, getting drenched and blown and looking like idiots on live TV, on CNN, Fox, whatever, you know, they could just stand out there and just get fucking pummeled by the storm. Then they have like the nerve to tell us you should be out here right now. Like I was watching, you know, earlier this morning, I think some lady was outside reporting on the storm coming in and these two guys drove by and like, this was in like Miami beach or Miami, something like that. And these two guys drove by in bikes, you know, through the storms, thrill chasers and that late in the, and the news reporter and announcer lady was just freaking out. It's like, that is very that is very unsafe. You shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be doing that. That is illegal. Uh, the police won't be able to help you. I'm just like, look, lady, like, you, you're you out there in the storm right now. But it's like, yeah, well, you got to report on the news. And then it's, I'm like, I don't know. I just think, like, what, what's being achieved? All, all I can see is, 
news people getting wet. You know, and, uh, and like they're outside in this storm dealing with the elements, telling us not to go outside. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just kind of weird, but I don't know. It's just you know, if a hurricane was approaching me and I lived near the coast, I would be getting the fuck out. All right, and I lived like near the ocean or some shit. I'd just be getting to higher ground. That's all I would do, and I'd bunker down in like a Motel Six or something like that. Oof. That's what I would do. That's my survival guide to hurricanes. Um, let's get to questions because I got a que- I got a question for this podcast, and if you want to email me any questions about any topic, it could be anything: sports, romance, TV shows. Which TV shows, by the way, I have not watched Narcos. I need to watch it. Everyone keeps talking about it. I watched. I said it. I believe last week I've watched like the first five or six episodes of it. I thought it was really good, but I just, you know, I just lose attention, a very short attention span. I just lose the attention, lose the focus. Um, and I need to get on that probably this week. I need to watch I'm going to be off work Saturday. So I have a ton of time to just fuck around and do shit when normally I don't, but I got a question for this podcast you can email this podcast any question it is stoochcast s-t-u-c-h-e-l-l no it's it's stoochcast at gmail.com and you can just email any question you want i'm i'm tired as fuck and i'm watching this game i'm depressed because dallas is winning but i'm also happy because the steelers won wins a win Go against Minnesota. You got to whoop Minnesota next week. Because Minnesota plays tomorrow, Monday night, against New Orleans. I think New Orleans will whoop them. And Minnesota's no good. They're mediocre. 8-8 eight eight every year. So I think the Steelers, you know, they kind of... Steelers, that'll be the first time game. I think the Steelers go in there and whoop them. But then you got to watch out. Week 3 at the Bears, that could be your trap game. You know, you're starting out 2-0. You're getting a bit cocky. And, dude, the Patriots lost. Brady looked ass. His throws were bad. I'm just... I'm just... <laughs> I'm just going from one topic to another right now. But back to, back to the question here. I got a question. This concerns the Pirates, who have lost five straight and just got swept by the Cardinals this past weekend. And they're 10 and a half back in the Central Division with what? Like 25 games? I believe the Pirates are 67 and 77, which means, yeah, there's like 20 games left in MLB. There's like 20 games left. Yeah, it's over for the Pirates. So... This man asks me for the podcast, what do you think about the Hurdle Huntington contract extensions? Yeah, they got extended for four years each, I believe. Um, I, I like Hurdle. I don't know. I just think Hurdle's a cool guy. Better than John Russell, personality-wise. When we had John Russell as manager, that man had no personality. That dude had negative personality, and the Pirates were losing like 100 games a year. And this was back in like, what was it, like 2009, 2010? 2011 Pirates, like they were so bad, so 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 bad. But you got to give um, Hurdle credit. He took the Rockies to a World Series back in 2007. He took the Pirates to three straight playoff series under his managership, and no one, you know, the Pirates didn't make the playoffs for over 20 years. He led the Pirates to a 98 win season in 2015. It's not he has to work with what they give him, and Bob Nutting. You know, isn't 
going to open up the pocketbook or do anything to help out Clint Hurdle. I think Clint Hurdle's, he's, I think he's solid as a manager. I think he's as good as you could get. But like Huntington, I don't know. I, I feel a bit more eh about it because some of his deal, uh, I don't know. I know Dejan Kovacevic for DK on Pittsburgh Sports. He writes all the time about how the Pirates suck at, you know, the drafting and developing. Like a lot of the players they've drafted, you know, so, so-called drafted and development, developed haven't worked out under Huntington because let's remember guys like Neil Walker and Andrew McCutcheon they were drafted under the previous GM Dave Littlefield Neil Walker's obviously gone now but Kutch you know the franchise player I think Marte was signed in 2005 I think Marte was a signing under Littlefield as well Sterling Marte but Marte takes steroids so who cares but a lot of the guys the Pirates are able to get a lot of them it's just like little free agents just kind of you know deals they make they just get uh, like these pit or like these pitchers that Ray Searage fixes up and like as like a reclamation project. I mean, I can't really think of a guy that the Pirates have drafted drafted and developed. Maybe Josh Bell's one. Um, I guess Jay Hay. I don't know Jody Mert, but it's you know what I mean. Like first overall picks, like what if like oh ta- there's Talion. Eh, I mean, I guess they've done all right. <laughs> Does that really answer the question? I don't think it does. But I think with Huntington, and eh, he kind of just here. I'll say this: I like Hurdle. I think Hurdle dessert uh, should be re-signed. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that he actually want to stay, given just like the climate. It just seems to be things seem to be winding down in terms of like playoff contention. Now we're heading to a point where the Pirates got to rebuild or retool or whatever. Um, because this will be the second straight year of being under 500, and uh. Cutch's deal, you know, he only has one more year, and he's definitely, probably, I, you know what, I'm 99% certain he will be traded by the deadline next year, and the Pirates will be able to sell that somehow, saying, oh, we need to look to the future, and they're probably hoping that the team will, you know, be mediocre, kind of bad, saying, we'll see, you know, we have Cutch, and, you know, even though Cutch is performing well, the overall team hasn't, and we need to, you know, look for other players and stuff like that, and, but I think Neil Huntington, uh, he's kind of, eh, he kind of gets a meh from me. But, because Neil Huntington kind of just, like the Juan Nicasio situation, just, I don't know, just the bullshit around that move. I don't know, Neil Huntington, but it's like Neil Huntington has to please his boss, you know what I mean? He can't. The minute Neil Huntington goes and questions Bob Nutting on anything, you know, Bob Nutting's going to fire him. Like, Bob Nutting could give a fuck. You know, so it all starts at the owner. It all starts at ownership, whether ownership wants to spend money or not. But, you know, Neil Huntington, it's like, I don't know. Again, you got to ask the question, who could the Pirates get that's better than Neil Huntington? It's like, would anyone want that job as a GM? Would anyone want that? You know? Where you could look bad. Where, like, the fan base will, like, you know what I mean? Would anyone want that job? Like, a lot of good GMs, they, you know, they want to go to teams that want to win. They want to go to te- teams that pay, you know? So, like, they'll go to teams like New York and shit. You know, New York, Boston, L.A., shit like that. But it's like the Pirates, I, don't, I think they just have such a, you know, Bob Nunning has such a negative reputation in this town, and that probably goes over to other MLB teams too, you know? They all probably hear about, you know, they all probably know, like, what Bob Nunning's like or whatever, so... I just kind of wish, you know, there could be, like, public ownership of the team. Like, 
I probably, I've definitely said this before, but it's like just how the Packers do it. They all have shares in the franchise, and you can't buy more than 5% of the team. But it, there needs to be like a situation where you get perks for like – it needs to be similar to that for the Pirates where like not, not one person can own maybe 5 or 10% of the team. Like one man can't own more than 10% of the Pirates, something like that. But, you know, if you own like – there needs to be like if you own a certain percentage of the Pirates, say like I don't know, like a half percent of the pirates or something like that you know you get like free season tickets or shit like that you get like nice little perks because you you know you're like a significant enough owner of the team where you can kind of just do whatever you want there needs to be like a perk like that but it'll never happen because that's a perfect world and everything's got to be owned by one man and you know you can't share anything you know and see how things go it's all got to be owned by one guy who's making a shit ton of money and says fuck you to everyone else and you know makes them work and work until they can find cheaper alternatives and they automate everything and then they replace you and then you're wondering why the fuck did i go to college for and i yeah Ugh. yeah i've been gone for that forever but oh jesus this podcast gone 33 minutes i need to get an interview because this probably sounded awful but you know i think there were were probably some good points in this i think i did good talk about the steelers i think i did good with some jokes that i can't recall right now but you know what i need to get an interview for this podcast but i don't know who you know people are busy i'm busy but we need a good interview a good fireside chat um later on in the future but i'm gonna sign off here enjoy my week i hope you know i wanted to get this out before monday you know good reaction to the steeler game good reaction to penn state good reaction to the hurricane you know all the big topics the big issues everyone's talking about so yeah i hope uh everyone listening i appreciate you guys for listening i hope you guys subscribe you know if you're interested you know subscribe to the podcast tell your friends about it anyone that may know me you know or if they don't know me they could hate me too and listen to it and say it sucks i i really don't care at this point i just want to get some listens i just want to see that like people actually kind of care you know to listen to this free 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 podcast um so yeah i'm just gonna keep talking until it's 35 minutes because i want to reach 35 minutes I know that when I get the interviews, more people listen. And then when it's just me talking, it's like way less. So I know people don't want to hear. It's not. I, I know it's people don't want to hear me talk. They want to hear me like talk to somebody else and just, you know, freak them out, I guess. <laughs> All right. I'll, all right. I'll talk next week. Peace.